Hey, thanks for listening to the Blended Podcast. I'm Megan. I have a 16-year-old daughter named Tana from my previous marriage who is with us full-time. And in 2018, I married my husband, Chris. His daughter, Lena, is nine from his previous marriage. And I'm Derek, and I have Zeke, who's 11, Kingston, who's nine from a previous marriage, and married Jesse in 2018, and she didn't have any kids, but now we have one on the way. So walk with us as we share our crazy blended lives. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Blended Podcast. And last mm-hmm. week we talked with our friend Maddie uh, about being an aunt in a, a blended family. Her uh, sister had adopted a young girl from Uganda. And it really kind of opened my eyes and even kind of piqued some interest that Maybe I don't know as much about his adoption and foster care and stuff as maybe I thought I did. Yeah, I think you think we all think, well, I know lots of people who have foster kids or they've adopted or things like that. So you kind of feel like what maybe an expert on the situation because you know someone who's been through that situation. But the more we dig into it, the more we're realizing I had no idea a lot of the statistics around adoption. None. And, and like, really mind-blowing statistics about um, ages and, and how many mm-hmm. people are trying to adopt and how many adoptions are actually done. And it's right. like... Because I think, listen, if you're listening right now, you can think of at least, I'll even make it easy, at least one person you oh, yeah. know has either adopted or is currently fostering to adopt, et cetera, right? Oh, absolutely. So you would think a lot of people do that right i can think of like 10 families right now okay so the statistic on it though there is no more than two percent two percent of americans have actually adopted well i know a good chunk of that two percent it seems like but, i know but I that's feel, the thing about that right two percent of all americans will ever or have ever mm-hmm. adopted a child now one third are actually considering it though thinking about it, wanting right. more information and things like that. And I think that's where a lot of us fall in in that park of considering it. Yep. Could it work for our family? Is this something the Lord's leading us to? And then but then the ones that actually do it. Right. And, and there's the like in motion. two million actual families in the adoption process right now trying to find a child to adopt. Right. Two million families crazy and and kind of put that in perspective there's a half a million kids in foster care right now mm-hmm. but That's the biggest wrong. thing and, and as you read like just because kids are in foster care they're not up for adoption right all of those children aren't up for adoption right. they're up for foster right but some of them are foster to adopt and some of them haven't reached that level they're going to go back in homes right. with parents they're just you know they're temporarily for whatever reason so I think those numbers get skewed with us as well because I think a lot of times I think of of friends that I have that are fostering to adopt. But I've met a couple people who are fostering to foster. That's it. They don't want to adopt. Right. They just want to be that home in the time needed for a child in need. They they know we're not going to adopt. Like they go into it with that mindset and I don't I think if as long as you went into it with that mindset, it might right. be a little bit easier because, of course, that's been one of the I'll admit selfishly, that's been one of the drawbacks for me and my family because 
I get so attached. Right. And but you know, I have to think it's not about me, no. first of all. It's about loving this child in the meantime. But yeah, I think for someone who is kind of teetering on that, but just realizing like you might be here for this moment for this child. Now, right. the child may go back to their parents or whatever, and you just kind of, I guess, have to, like, detach from that yeah. and, like, know that. Yeah, you know, and, like, you know, out of the 10 families I know, it, listen, this is blended. It's the struggle. It's the, the heartache of it. Like, for a lot of people, the the trauma that they have to help these kids through, mm-hmm. for a lot of them, the the abandonment they might feel because their parents did give them up right. or because they were orphaned or uh, I know several, I'd say, I'd say it's probably 50, 50 in the 10 families I can think of off the top of my head right. that are international or, you know, within the U S right. on adoption. And, and, and I, I really think both of them mirror each other. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think, well, oh. if I do international, it's going to be a lot tougher and it's, I'm telling you, I know the people that have yeah. them that have adopted them from like their local communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's tough. And yeah. And I've, I've also heard the other side of that. People think, well, if I adopt internationally, they won't have the trauma and the things like that. They've been in an orphanage their whole life. What could they possibly have? Right. You know, and then they get them home and it's the opposite. They have experienced trauma. They have experienced, you know, the being alone and not being loved and not being wanted and those are you know just as prominent in both situations so. oh absolutely and you know you get into some more of the statistics and and to me this is where yeah, oh, kids shouldn't have to be waiting on their homes right but when you start to look at how long they actually have to wait mm-hmm. to get a home there's a common theme a common thread and i get it we we all would want to have them in that first month of life. Of course. Bring them home as the crying baby. Right. Have the full experience. Yeah. And 62% are placed in of infants yep. that go into the adoption are placed within the first month after they're born. But it's the other 48% <laughs> right. that aren't. That's absolutely heartbreaking when mm-hmm. you start to see that. Um, you start to see, like, if they're not adopted within the first month, I think the average age of what I read was, like, three to four years old before mm-hmm. they're ever adopted. Right. And most, I think the most common age is eight. Yeah. Before they find their forever home. So, and I know several, you know, just being in um, church ministry years ago, teaching, you know, an Awanas class on Wednesday nights. And seeing families who would foster and bring their children and seeing how often those children rotate out and just thinking, you know, some of these kids have been in five and six homes at that point. You know what I mean? And a lot of times it's not it's not the parents fault. It's not the kids fault. It's just the way it works. And they're moved around. And so just it's just crazy how, you know, how long it can take for them. And I think the older they get, the less likely of them finding a permanent yeah. place. I mean, it's a very rare case that you see somebody 15, 16 years old right, that actually adopted. get adopted out of foster care. Right. A lot of them age out of the system. And then, I mean, that's y'all. Well, it's kind of like when we talked to our friends, um, Jason and Jennifer. Yeah. And their very first experience was with a 17-year-old. You know what I mean? And they wanted, or 16-year-old, yeah. I think, they wanted 
that age because they were like, you know, the chances of her. Yeah. And she was pregnant at the time. So right. it was like nobody. You know what I mean? No. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but no one is going to want to adopt a 16, 17-year-old girl who is expecting a child. You're taking two on. Right. Absolutely. And so they recognized that and they were like, that's the, who we want to to target. But unfortunately, that's not the story. That's no. not the case. I know so many kids from working in youth ministry and coaching sports and that that literally are in foster care until they age out Mm -hmm. and at that point if they don't have a good relationship with that foster parent there's a good chance that they're not going to have a support system to become a productive adult to go off to college to find a good job to start a family and get married you know all those things that that parents support and help with they don't have it because no one's adopted them along the way. And, you know, I think back, Meg, and, and it, it kind of brings us back to the center of this. Like, I get it. Like, you want to, like, the baby tugs on so many people's heartstrings. I want to be there. I want to adopt a baby. I want to raise right. it from birth. But you and Jesse don't love Lena or the boys any less because you <laughs> right. came along when they were six, seven, eight years old. Right. No. And so if, if it's, able to be done it, right in a blended family because you married someone then it can be done and it can be done as adopted and and, yeah. and and fostering and 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 so you know like you said like there becomes an age when a child who has not been nurtured and loved the way a parent could you know foster parents are amazing here right me. yeah but if you have multiple foster kids maybe you have your own you're working through things it's hard to give people one-on-one time in that scenario. Maybe those kids have some stuff they need to work through. They need to be uh, loved in a different way. They're going to become who they're going to become at a certain point. Yeah. And it's going to be really hard for them to transition out of that as a teen and then as a young adult and even as an adult. So their, their life is going to be much more difficult the older they get in foster care. And so it just breaks my heart to think like, these kids four years and under mm-hmm. spending the first four years of their life in foster right. care. Yeah. Maybe bouncing around. Right. The no stability. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's all kinds of circumstances when yeah. it comes to foster care. Maybe going back into the home, coming back out, going right. back in, coming back. Like kids have to have stability. Yeah. And yep. so and they're the ones that, that are suffering right. you know, due to, due to that. There are so many, you know, local agencies that handle foster care. And now you're seeing, you know, not just health and human resources anymore, but so many of these private companies that are that are helping, you know, if you're interested in fostering and things like that. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's something that we've all thought about or considered. Right. You know what I mean? Like it said, the statistics, one third of us are have considered it, have thought about it. But it it takes you know, a special person to actually go through the process, take the classes, you know, it is a little bit of work. Right. And, and like, I, I love that the people we've gotten to talk to so far that have had this experience have shared with us, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. Like right. it's not all, I fostered a kid and they, right. we loved them and they came in our home and it was great. But there's also the, you know, it was tough. I thought I could love them and they would just accept it and everything would be good to go and it's like you know a lot of these kids that have been in foster 
care for any length of time. They just want to be back with their parents. Right. No matter what horrible situation put them in foster care, their parent is their parent. Well, and they just, they you equate that to the ultimate love here right. on earth. Until you find your, your significant other or right. whatever, they equate that with, that's my dad, that's my mom, yeah. they love me like no other. Yeah. Man, I hope so. Right. Unfortunately, you're in the place that you are because right. they might love themselves a little bit more than you. Yeah. And maybe this foster family or this adoptive family would be better. And so it's time. Like we have a mutual friend that, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they adopted some, some girls from, I believe Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and the trauma, yeah. uh, was so heavy on the oldest right. and what that she had seen. Yeah. And it was things that they didn't come to, you know, didn't come to complete fruition until, Years later, after the adoption, you know, she gets into high school and yeah. it's like all of these traumas are coming out. She began to act out, you know, and do things that they never would have imagined, you know, as a little girl, her growing up in their family, they were loving her and all of that. And and they had to make some tough decisions and send her to military school and some things like that. And praise the Lord. Yeah. They are on the other side of that right now. She's doing much better and she's able to function in a normal, right. you know, public high school again and things right. like that. But just things I think you don't think of, but just walking through that and not giving up and, yeah. and just loving them. And unfortunately, the area that we live, um, I think this number would be, I think, I agree with these numbers. I think these numbers are on the extremely low end of what they probably are. Right. Because we live um, in the Kentucky, West Virginia area, um, and I probably know more kids being raised by grandparents Mm -hmm. or aunts and uncles than I do kids in foster care. Right. And I'd say a lot of those kids, they don't even consider in the statistics. No. Because they've just been placed over, you know, by a family member or something like that and never actually went into the quote-unquote system. Or a a quote-unquote adopted because they're already family. Yep. And and so I think we don't usually get churchy on this podcast. But I think this is a time. There are waves when the church does really well in this. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like the outside world almost looks like it's a fad to them. Right. Because so many people are adopting. So many people are becoming false. Y'all, if we would, yeah. who have good homes, who love right. to care for others, yeah. would step up in this. And, and I'm guilty of that. Like, right. Same. You know, it, we've got three now. Um don't know if we have room for a fourth or fifth, but there have been <laughs> right. circumstances over the last two to three years where I've been married uh, to my wife that either being a high school kid that she knows mm-hmm. or a kid through church that we know that I've thrown it out there like, yeah, like, hey, should we step up here? Should we do we need to step up here? And right. what do you think? Like, you know, and, and so. It is what it is. The right. circumstances all worked themselves out, and 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 the kids got what they needed, and and either a family member or something mm-hmm. else. And so, man, it's just tough. It's a t- it's a big responsibility. I can see why right. people are so hesitant because, you know, when you say, "Hey, I'm taking you in. I'm going to make you my own," like right. that's a lifetime commitment. Yeah, and I think it's a also a misconception that you know the first people to think of adoption are people who have struggled with infertility or right. things like that and yeah i think that thought does cross a lot of the of those people who fit in that mold's mind but this is 
you know, the first person that came to my my mind is my friend Ashley. Like they have three kids, but since they've been mar- got married, they know eventually they will foster to yeah. adopt or foster. You know what I mean? Like they've always had the passion to do that. When they had their first child, they did it for a brief period of yeah. time. It didn't work out. Then they ended up having two more kids, but they know they're done having biological children but they're like we're but we're not not done having kids like we want to try to foster to adopt and things like that and i think you know it's laid on certain people's heart to do that it is and i think like you know and pointing the finger at myself i know it's something that we have considered and me and my husband are in a different place with it right now yeah you know what i mean like and if it's going to work out the lord will work it out and we'll be on the same page you know as of right now you know it's just we haven't came to an agreement as far as this is something we want to do with our children and yeah you know things like that i think that's where me and jess are you know i think if the situation um you know i think if the situation presents itself um, and, and there's a case where there's a need and we right. definitely know that we are the best fit for that. Right. And I think that's a lot of people like there's so many people with infertility and, and they need kids. So I don't want to take a kid that yeah, trust me, there's plenty. There's plenty. <laughs> if nothing else yeah. you've heard from us today, there are a lot yeah. of kids that are looking. If everybody that wanted one right now went and got one, <laughs> there there's still, still plenty be one more tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, unfortunately, that's just the, the world that we live in. And, yeah. you know, we've had that conversation She's got a sister that is uh, the same age as Zeke. She's uh, two months younger than him. Right. And I've known since the beginning, like, say something, whatever happened to her parents. Right. She's ours. Like, yeah. We're going to take her in. We're going to raise yeah. her as ours, and we're going to love her and support her. And, yeah. And, and so we have, you know, that's kind of where we have landed in this. Like, yeah. um, you know, uh, hopefully they live a long life, and that, that, never, <laughs> right. that never happens. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a conversation the, that needed to yeah. be had you know. you know and and so here we are and you know i think that is what has given us maybe some hesit- hesitancy in it because you know if we if we would go and foster to adopt tomorrow and put us at four right and, and then, then have to happened, add another and then five and then you start thinking like okay what where do where do we max out at right that we can truly support and give a future to to our kids to right and so we really just wanted to do this episode today um, to bring awareness that, yes, we talk a lot about blended families in the sense of step parents, divorces, um, and, and we really haven't given it much time just because that's where we live. That's where we experience. And so we just wanted to have this conversation with you guys today about fostering, about adopting, um, and almost just kind of put the, the challenge out there. Like if you've never thought about it, like is it possible for you and your family? There are a lot of kids that need love, a lot of kids that need stability and support, and maybe you are in a place or your family is in a place that you could do that. Could we challenge you yeah. to get more information about yeah, it? Yeah, just, just check into it. Just check into Take it. Take that step. And see what comes of it. I mean, it could be one of the greatest blessings. The people that I know that yeah. have done this, that have accepted the call or felt led to adopt or to foster yes there are difficulties yeah i was gonna say everybody i know whether it's been uh everything's cookie cutter and worked out great or this has been really hard it has they have never said it's been hard and i wouldn't do it again they all (laughs) absolutely they all say it's one of the biggest blessings and fulfillment that i've had in my life we see 
this kid growing up. We've seen them grow right. up. We we've been able to put their foundation kind of on the solid rock and and really give them a future when yeah. it wasn't guaranteed. Right. And that's not a knock on the foster care. Y'all, we no. just said there's a half a million kids in the United right. States alone in foster care. Yeah. It is stressed to the max. Mm-hmm. Social workers right now oh my stressed goodness. to the max. Yeah. Overworked, underpaid. I mean, <laughs> that whole system is is just exploding mm-hmm. in the sense of it there there are leaks busting everywhere mm-hmm. and they need more people to rally around them support them right step up and be foster i mean i know people that literally and do even the, like the I, respite foster that's what i was going to say if maybe at first you're like you know we're not ready to dive in and foster we're not sure we can handle that there's a thing called respite care where you can sign up that if a foster home, maybe they have a business trip or something they have to go to, um, you can keep those kids for one, two nights, you know, up to a week or something like that, just in a short period of time while their foster family has to take care of something else. And so that's a good way to kind of just step into it and try it out in smaller spurts. If you're like, you know, we're not ready right. to commit to bringing a child into our house for six months to a year or something like and it, that. And it's even to the point of like, you know, um, when the kids are in foster care, you can't just say, hey, mom, the right. kids are coming over and staying. Right. Like there's rules, there's yeah. things you have to go through. And so the respite care is even to the point where it's like, right. I literally just need Saturday off right. to recoup, yep. redo, just like, a, listen, we do it with our kids. That's right. Yep. Why are they? And so respite is such a cool, like, yeah. just helping the people out that are serving mm-hmm. the, the foster kids. That might be for you. There are so many ways to get yep. involved. Even, I mean, financially, y'all, mm-hmm. these kids, there's so many projects. There's one out of Virginia. Um if you don't know, most kids taken in foster care literally leave with a trash bag full of stuff right. if they're lucky. Mm-hmm. And then it's embarrassing. They're carrying their worldly possessions mm-hmm. in a trash bag. Yep. And so this organization, um, they uh, they have bags, and that's mm-hmm. what they do. They supply them yeah. in the Virginia area to the social workers. So when they go to get the kids, they yep. bring an empty bag, they think, but there's already stuff in there for them. Yep. Maybe some clothes, maybe some toiletries. Right. And then a bag mm-hmm. that is their own yeah. to take their stuff on their journey. And, you know, even if it's just supporting ministries or nonprofits yep, like that. That are supporting these children. Oh, there's always a way for us to get involved. So if nothing else, have that conversation. We'd love to have it with you. Yeah. If you're a foster, if you've adopted, if you're a social worker. Yeah, we want to hear we your hear, point of yes. the view on this. Because maybe we're missing we're a just, picture of it. We're just giving statistics that we've read on websites. Yeah. So we want and like neither of us have actually done this. So no. we know people that have and we're just speaking from things we know about. But yeah, if that's you, would you reach out? We would love to talk to you, have you on the podcast and just dig into this a little bit deeper. So if you want to jump into that conversation, head over to facebook.com backslash the blended podcast. If you're on Instagram, you can go to, um, it's the handle is the blended underscore podcast and jump in that conversation, um, and, and be a part of it. And again, thanks for joining the blended podcast. Thanks for listening to the blended podcast with Megan and Derek, a positive alternative radio production. If you enjoyed the show, Please take a moment to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. You can learn more at walkfm.org.